cake crackers. I have this song stuck in my head like all the fucking time. Like after this show, all Sunday or all the rest of the day Sunday when we do Sunday mornings, I have this song stuck in my head the whole fucking time. I used to do the same thing though when I first started in radio when it was just, uh, it was called uh, The Rock Show with Rock and Ron. Named after the rock show from Blink-182. 20 years ago. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Legitimately. 2003. Yeah, fall of 03. God damn. Almost to the day. Oh, I got to do something about that. No, gotta, it's, you know, we're, it's, it's fall of 03 when we started. Right. right. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah we're closing in on this is the 20th anniversary coming up. of. It would be crazy l- late August, I guess. I remember... First day of classes was like the day after Labor Day. Yeah, but I started with the radio station because we were there for like a week prior. And, you know, once I moved in to do little and everything, I didn't have anything going on. So I was like hunting through the UC at Embry-Riddle. And that's when I found the radio station upstairs in the closet room. (laughs) (laughs) I never knew it then. (laughs) It was it was 100 percent a closet. I mean, our first studio was just slightly bigger than this room. Damn. Yeah. And most of it was the console. The console <laughs> desk. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was it was pretty intense. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Rock. Pff, fuck. Not The Rock <laughs> Show. You called The Rod and Rob Show. Dude, like, my brain. Like, which version are we doing this week? I almost said The Rock Show. My brain, like, like re-clicked 20 years ago. It's the porch factor. I am Ron. I am Drew. And we are back with y'all motherfuckers on this show, though. And apparently Ron's brain is stuck in 2003. You know what, though? My brain does kind of get stuck in 2003 because I get so much uh, uh, nostalgic stimulation all the time. My child goes to my alma mater and... Not only do I work with the marching band that I worked with, I was in in high school, um, but now me and another alumni from later after me, not too long after me, I think 07, 08, somewhere in there, um, we are now the directors of the pep band. <laughs> yeah. So, like we just had a game last night. Uh, and the, the game was awesome. You know, I, we didn't have a pet band when I was there. We had a gigantic marching band. I mean, we were fucking yeah. huge. You didn't have the, the, the cliff notes version. No, the no, Digest version. no. And I think we even asked about it at one point and it didn't happen because, uh, our director was doing more like uh jazz band and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't think it ever came to fruition for any reason during the winter time. So I was actually off during the winter time, just school, right? Until crew started in the spring. Now, because I am yeah, the, when the water started thawing and you could actually, <laughs> you actually put a skull in the water and strike an oar. <laughs> See, in addition to that, it would be more thawed in that point of time, right? You know, like, uh, um, uh, March time frame. But every once in a while, it wouldn't be. So we would get down to the docks, and it was like 29 degrees. And the uh, the, uh, the the reservoir went that we rode on it was frozen, solid. Couldn't get on it. That much ice. 
on that whole fucker. So we would like stay. Enough you can't walk on it, but way too much that, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. enough you could walk on, but too much for putting a boat in. But some of our lightweight boys were dumb as fuck. Oh, no. Our coach. It's ice. I could walk on it. Fucking dumbasses. <laughs> so because I'm the direct, I'm one of the, the directors of the pet band, we had to go through the, like the regular hiring process for the, the county schools. Well, apparently my stuff came back and, you know, there was some like generic email when people get hired or whatever. My old crew coach, Coach Pat, uh, she saw the email. So she sent me an email that said, hey, it's great to have you. And then all this stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, glad you're going to be joining us. And here's all the list of the documents that I need for, you know, the legal standpoint. They're a. uh, a varsity sport now uh, instead of just being a club like they had been for 40 years and all that jazz. It was great. But then I realized I'm like, oh, fuck. So I've spent the last 23 years, 24 years, trying not to disappoint the coach, specifically Coach Pat. Well, I had to write back the email saying, I don't know if you saw this come through like the system or whatever, but it was for, you know, the band, marching band, pet band and stuff like the band, band department, music department. And I, I, hang on, let me even pull it up and just read it verbatim because (laughs) it was the hardest email I think I've ever had to write. (laughs) I've written some really hard emails. Oh, here she actually responded to me. I missed this today. Woman works on the weekends. It's like craziness. So she said, are you part of our team now? If so, send me, you know, blah, blah, blah. So glad to have you. And then a whole list of things that I needed to do to send to uh, her and the, the director of student activities and stuff like that, who I was just talking to last night. And I said, coach Pat, howdy. <laughs> Did you send this? Cause you saw something for me come through the County. If so, I had to apply uh, because of getting cleared for the marching band slash pep band stuff. I have gone over it, and even just for the season, I can't leave work early every day. I love my boss, but she would lose her entire mind. (laughs) Two things to note. One, I would absolutely love to coach for the school, especially with all of you still there. like Like most of our coaches are still there from when I was there. Um, and it does pain me that I'm not in the right spot for it. And two, I've spent 20 plus years trying not to disappoint coach Pat. And I think I have finally met my match. (laughs) So she responds, well, damn Ron, thank you for considering it. Keep in touch just in case in the future you can spend, uh, can spare a couple of hours early, uh, days a week. Good luck with the band. And that was it. I was like, oh shit. (laughs) And she asked me if I, if, you know, Roy was going to row and I, you know, told her she really couldn't. Um, she's like, Oh, so sorry to hear for that, you know, but we're always looking for great cheerleaders. Cause I did say that, you know, I would absolutely love to go down to, uh, uh, the regatta site and, and, you know, go Gia. So maybe we'll do that just, <laughs> just so I can not completely disappoint coach, <laughs> you know, Coach Pat was one of those coaches, though, like like in football. I don't know. You don't. You never played football, right? No, nah, not in high school or anything. No. 
when you play football and and pretty much at any level, from Pee Wee all the way through the NFL, yeah. uh, if you respect your if your coach is a respectable person, right? They are coach. Mm hmm. Coach is synonymous with dad. Yeah. Or mom <laughs> if it's female coach. Or mom. Yeah. Whatever. It's synonymous with a parent because that is that is the kind of like position they fill is not just from teaching you how to do a, a sport. I have bit the left side of my cheek like so many times today. Now it's all puffy. So now every you time keep I biting move, it every time you move fucking annoying. <clears throat> anyway, uh, you know, when you're that kind of coach and you're teaching somebody how to do something like I can teach anybody how to row. Two different styles, sculling, sweep, you know, eights, fours, twos, singles, you know, whatever. I can teach you. Doubles, not to fuck you. Anyway. But it's about knowing your players and knowing what they're going through. Knowing what their physical limitations are so that you know how to push them. And that was one thing that Coach Pat has down, and she's obviously had it down for decades now. She has it down because she can see, like, I have asthma, right? She knew, but I, you know, even back in school, I weighed 220 pounds and I was strong as a motherfucking ox. Yeah. Right? You know, I think when I first started, I was 180 pounds when I was in, in freshman year. And she's like, oh, hell no, push. You know, she knew that she could push me until I was literally laying on the floor bleeding, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I learned it real quick the year that um, uh, Columbia burned up. Oh, three, yeah. Senior year. Yeah. I was at uh, what's called the Mid-Atlantic Erg Sprints, ergometers, you know, the, the machine that you row on, uh, the little exercise machines, right, with the big wheel. Um. We were doing, they were basically races because those were all computer connected and you would literally, you're racing your little dot across the screen. So it's like an athletic land party. Correct. Back when land parties were a thing. Correct. <laughs> Kids, we used to get all the computers together in one room. We would and play against each other. We would carry our computers to yeah. other places. Now they still do that. Yeah. Like my Mondo build, people would carry something like that to a LAN party. Yeah. So to speak. But when... LAN, by the way, folks, is LAN, Local well, Area Network. Yes. Is what we're talking about. Hardwired. <laughs> For the Zoomers out there who might be listening, you don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Hardwired. <laughs> yeah. Not... not the days before Wi-Fi, really. Everything was Wi-Fi. actually connected to it, yeah, with an actual cable Correct. in between each computer. Or a phone line. That Yeah, it's, it's still a cable, but yeah. Right. But more specifically, <laughs> just a plug in the wall. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Truthfully, truth be told, this is hardwired. So is my yeah. desktop. They're capable so of Wi Fi. They're <laughs> capable, but we do this. And Wi Fi still, even today, with what is it, 802.11ax, I think is the newest one, gig speeds over the air. But the air is a finicky medium. Okay, so sometimes it will be like badass, and every once in a while a hiccup, and it'll go, and you will yeah. lose all of your stuff. You're in a game, your ping will go super high, and you will glitch Lag across spike, the entire. And all of a sudden, map. you're like, ah, oh, crap! Why did I just move 100 yards yeah, exactly. and die? <laughs> oh, 
what is uh god damn it stay on target <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me finish the voice in it we did a, we did an ep voice in our ears saying yes that. <laughs> yes jenny if you're listening we need you to be our executive producer and come down and just keep us on track so let me finish the friggin' story linger longer <laughs> going back to coach pat all right so here i am at the mid-atlantic erg sprints and i was dumb surprising right i was dumb i got up in the morning my race was at like 8 a.m or something like 8 or 8 30 or something it was real early i go in we're getting warmed up mine got pushed back my heat got pushed back and stuff like that so all right i had like a gatorade chilling talking to everybody coaching some folks through you know from other boats members of the crew team that were there with me um it was cool you know and then finally my time came up so here i am <laughs> stripped down to <on> my unitard <laughs> i had i had a strapping body back then thank you <laughs> as uh, rob described it at your um at your wedding in his speech like when i met ronnie was somewhat athletic <laughs> <laughs> after nine years i still remember that <laughs> yeah and it's there's uh, another thing it's like yeah dude Nine years anniversary coming up. I know. <laughs> Think about the following, the Big Ten the following year. Matter of fact, the picture of Rob right there at that uh, uh, while he was giving his speech, when I was laughing and Jenny was laughing and like everybody on the, the picture of the head table with him with the microphone, I'm pretty sure that, that was right there. However, <laughs> <that> moment, <laughs> it could have been any time because we all yeah. pretty much laughed their whole motherfucking thing. <laughs> so... I get into my heat and coach Pat is my, what we call, it's called a coxswain, which is yep. the, they're the calling person. out the cadence of the rowing. Yeah. yeah. They're the ones who don't row. They're sitting mm-hmm. in the boat. They're telling us what to do. And they're the only one facing in the correct direction to mm-hmm. steer the ship. That's right. Yeah. They have to act also as the helmsman. Correct. <laughs> You're the engine room. They're the helm. Correct. So, uh, coach decided to be my coxswain because our coxswain, uh, uh, um, he was racing as well. So I think he was, he either just got done or he was getting ready for his heat. He was a lightweight. So he's off there. Chuck, Man- or Ch- Chuck Manzione. Chuck Manzione. Okay. His last name is Manzione. And it's not Chuck. <laughs> 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 and my name is not Chuck. If I had been more of a uh, 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 what you call it fan back then, I would have known more Chuck Manzioni, right? So I would have been like, you know, when he walked into the room, <laughs> some stupid shit. But anyway, he was off racing, so coach decided to be my coxswain, right? Keep me, keep me going. Sitting at the start. Ready? You know, and then beep instead of a gunshot or the flag, flag, you know, flag. Start. I go. And I am just yanking. My boat, voink. I was a boat length ahead, I think, very, very quickly. Like within the first like 200 meters of the race, I was already a boat length ahead of everybody else. So you're out of the gate quick. Quick. My start was perfect um after five years of rowing it better have been jesus christ (laughs) 
biggest dude on there, you know, 17 years old. And I am just kicking ass for about 600 meters of the race. So after the first 500 meters in a rowing race, you do what's called the settle. And it's basically where you just, you get ready for the long sprint or, you know, the long run, not the sprints. You did the sprint. Now you got to just. Okay. You're going from race to pace. Correct. Gotcha. Then you go back to race. Yeah. For the last 500 meters. So it's kind of like how the Indy 500 works. Everybody like, oh, green flag drops, haul ass. Okay. After the first pit stop, it kind of settles down a bit. And then after the last pit stop, game on. Wreck. (laughs) (laughs) Constant wreck. This is when we turn the turbo boost all the way the fuck up. All right. Now we're cranking out quick laps. How many, how many PSI? 23. All. (laughs) (laughs) So all it's for, uh, in high school, it's 1500 meters, right? So is the length of a race. So first 500, sprint, motherfucker. Second 500, settle. Basically, get rid of the lactic acid in your fucking, you know, muscles. And then the last 500 is your 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 acceleration to the final sprint. Um, I made it about 600 meters, I think. I think it was like 600 or a little bit after that or something like that. And my body, all of the energy was immediately eliminated you hit the wall i when i say i hit the wall though i was in a supersonic jet and i smashed into a lead wall because think about it i am pulling we uh the measurement of how hard you're pulling is called watts wattage right how much how much wattage are you making how much energy are you putting into yours and at the time i weighed about 220 pounds i think my wattage was in like the 350s right so i'm pulling way over my weight right and you know more more power than my weight which was money and i went from that to like a hundred watts in like no time like five strokes like your turbo engine developed a boost leak all of a sudden (laughs) Uh uh-oh Vapor lock. <laughs> Yikes. Clang. <laughs> Inter- Boost leak, and engine. now we're running crazy rich, and the engine's smoking out the bag. Uh-oh, problem. Yes, yes, yes. So I am like, I, I'm barely moving. Coach is trying to tell me. She's like, all right, you know, keep up with what you can. Keep up with what you can. And I get to the last 500 meters, right? And that's when the entire rest of the field said, later. it took me it normally took me like right at five minutes which is a really fast time for a 1500 meter single i was i was really fast i held two of the records at the boathouse from all the high schools in the area it was me and a guy from the rival high school that my wife went to that were he and i were constantly in fights back and forth to see who had the record at the boathouse and I finally get crossed the line at like a little more than I think it was eight minutes. And then I collapsed on the floor. Coach runs up with a Gatorade, you know, here, you know, simple carbs right now, you know, kind of a thing. It's like salt. Yes. (laughs) Take a salt tablet. Yes. Here have all of the electrolytes, all of the electrolytes. And I was able to get up, but I was, I was literally shaking like this, like, from head to toe, just shaking. They got me over to the, the bleachers that were in the school that we were in. 
Uh, and we, I sat down and I, they were like, all right, you know, get him something. They gave me a hot dog and you know, wolf down the hot dog and then, you know, bag of chips or something like that. I was just eating a bag of chips, like chilling. Finally, I stopped shaking as much and started kind of relaxing out. <laughs> and then after she was sure that I was not dying and now yeah. mom, dad, uh, two other people. Oh, um, 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 Steve and, and Jeannie and their daughter. Uh, who was in the same grade as I am, um, I was. We were, you know, just kind of sitting there talking, and Coach Pat comes up out of nowhere. Goes, Ronnie? Yes, Coach? What did you have for breakfast? And I'm like... Didn't. You know, I don't think I actually had anything for breakfast. And she slams her uh, uh, clipboard on the whatever was right next to it smash west i was like oh shit it's not ronnie anymore now coaches left in the last names i'm like, like i am fucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was no bueno so i th- i think i did uh, uh um uh disappoint the coach one other time in my life and it was at the mid-atlantic erg sprints 2003 Almost 20 years to the day. Yeah, I think it was actually in, <clears throat> it was either in December or January. Because um, it was one of the, uh, um, we had a fall crew, which is like, you could row, you know, and like have fun, learn. Great for the, the youngins and stuff like that. Anybody who's not doing other things, but in the fall, I was in marching band, so marching band. Um, and then there was the break, which was usually like our weight training. If you wanted to continue to do crew stuff, you went to the weight room and then we ran around the hallways of the school, sweating our balls off. And yeah, yeah. You got to run indoors. Yeah. Cause y'all yeah. actually had winter. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and we have a, a, a two floor school. So, oh, so you can put stairs in there too. Correct. You know, which was great when you look back at it now. Great. I just walked those steps four times. I think yesterday. And they almost killed me, walking them with nothing in my hands. Just you. Just me. <laughs> so I used to sprint up those stairs and then sprint down the stairs in the next uh, section of the hallway, then run around the entire basement, run up the stairs, run down the stairs, run around the hall, just did that loop like 50 times. And yeah, I, I, I realized that I was in motherfucking shape, though. And now I want to get back to that, honestly. Yeah. Truthfully. But anyway, so yeah, I guess two times I have disappointed Coach Pat in my life. So I was wrong. 20 years apart. I got to say, it, if, if it only happens that often, then we're good. It ain't bad. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> it ain't bad. I'll, 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 when I talk to her, we're going to go. I, I'm going to try to go to the, <laughs> the first regatta uh, and go up and be like, see if she remembers. Hey, Coach, remember when I almost died at the Middle Atlantic Erg Sprints? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> no she would remember though seriously i think she would remember something like that yeah where you're like you're doing great out of the out of the gate out of the blocks great and then a third of the way through just Dead. fall off i was like just completely fall off and just like and this isn't something you do regularly you're sitting on no. this is this is not normal for you this is not ron who is this, this? Is, this is not normal for Ron. Who are you? You okay? <laughs> are you dead? <clears throat> Why are you uh, my yeah, strongest yeah. thrower and you're dead? <laughs> it's like you don't just throw in the towel. If you break that hard, something went sideways. Yes. 
But it was really funny when she figured it out what it was, and I was like, ooh. You forgot to eat breakfast? I it was like, oh, so your body started burning itself. Correct. And then it ran out of itself. And then it ran of, it out of itself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oops. And then rip. <laughs> and then, oh, crap, man. Ugh, you're dragging ass for the next Dude, thousand meters. My fucking, my whole uh, body was so sore for, like, the next few days. I do remember <sighs> that. Oh, my God. Uh, I couldn't move. My arms are dead. So then I look at a picture from when Low Power FM at Riddle, when we went from WERU, Radiating Cable Cancer FM, to WIKDLP, when that was finally done and we moved up to a Low Power FM radio station at Ember Riddle, I saw this picture of me on the phone with someone, and I don't know who it was. We were all in the station when it started, and I I don't remember who I was talking to on the phone, but it was somebody that had called in because they heard us on the the air, right? And we put out the number, 386-226-6272. Uh, 6272, yeah. 62. And by the way, it is still them. That is still their number. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and oh, you want to call. 386-226-6272 is still the number. Yes. Um, Damn. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm talking on the phone and I'm looking at myself and I'm like, dude, I gained fat hundred pounds quick. When you stop running your ass off every day, that was a stop rowing your ass off every day. That was a year and a half afterwards. That was uh, 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 spring of 04. And yeah, it had been a solid year and some change since I had stopped rowing and man. You know, I when I was before, I was able to drink, you know, regular Coke and I was like pounding away <laughs> pounding away cases of them. Okay. Ask Jenny. I dude, that's the I I, I moved into a dorm <sighs> freshman year and had the meal plan for the first year. And at the end of the week, I always ended up with like three or four extra meals. Yeah. And you could cash in a meal for like three bottles of IBC root beer or something else over at the UC. And I was doing that all the time. And I was like, oh, then I go to Walmart and go find the $7 case of Dr. Pepper. And it, I didn't even bother putting them in the fridge. I was drinking them at room temperature. Correct. All the time. And holy shit, the next two years, woo, did I inflate. <laughs> I I gained could not believe forty pounds in the next two years. Oh, I wish I was you. I was. I think okay. When I was running in the navy, I think I was. I was one ninety. I'm five foot ten. Been yeah. five foot ten since I was eighteen. But I was one hundred and ninety pounds when I was running in the navy all the time. This is running two three miles every day, and then on Thursdays we do like extra stuff because that's when the whole freaking unit was you know required to show up. And it's like all right, so we're running all this time. We're going over the pedestrian bridge over Clyde Morris all the time every morning, waking you all I up. We, I think we showed that last. Uh, <laughs> we last showed week, that last right? week, so we showed the pedestrian bridge, and it's got the, the ramp. It's got yeah. it's got stairs, and it's also got the the ramp. Right. So we would run up the ramp. They wouldn't make us run up and down the stairs because you try to do a formation of a hundred people up and down that that's a recipe for uh-oh yes <laughs> uh ankles knees people are gonna fall and rip shit open and break shit it's like no so we're and, running up down the ramp and all the, <laughs> so lem- like the spiral ramp going and, around the stairs and all the lemmings behind them <laughs> exactly know? it's just like you try to stop he's like oh some dude up front falls and uh, he's gonna get fucking trampled correct while going down the stairs or up the stairs, you just okay. That's your recipe for no. So we did I not run the stairs. We ran the ramp. I don't know what I mean. Fuck. 
<laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Mama, can you see what the Navy done to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, Ooh. I got trampled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so no, they did not do it that way. Thank God. Nice. But yeah, but seriously, okay, I was 190 pounds doing all that shit. And it's like the bill, I was like 192 when I started, and I was 190 at the end of the first semester. And it literally is like, it is like, it's like I came home and my sister didn't freaking recognize me. She's like, at Christmas time, I'm like, I big ass shoulders. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, motherfuckers, let's go. <laughs> motherfucking swole. <laughs> I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing push ups. I'm running my ass off all the time. I'm like, all right, here we go. Did you go and to so Embry Riddle or did you in the process? But I completely changed the physique. Did you go to Embry Riddle or were you in prison? <laughs> no. If I was in prison, I would have built even more fucking muscle. Exactly. I would have been two hundred pounds, and my ass would look like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's prison muscle. That's a different kind of muscle. Like, no, is. the Navy they teach you how to run and they teach you how to like lift yourself pretty well. And I was like, okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> we didn't do any ruck marching. Like, no, we're all on our <laughs> shorts and t-shirts and. And our go fasters. They don't even. We didn't even call them freaking running shoes. The Marines the have weird Navy. names for everything, and the Marines were training us. Yeah. <sighs> in the Navy. Yeah, and it's like oh, you're doing the that Navy RTS. That's not so hard. Yeah, you're being trained by Marines. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not After, as easy as you're thinking. <laughs> afterwards, they're like, "All right, go play with your boats and your planes and stuff. Go ahead. Exactly. Go away." It's like, no, you're gonna be. Well, the thing is, it's officer training, so you've got to be like, "All right." You've got to be able to command the respect of a bunch of eighteen-year-old kids. A lot of exactly. them probably played high school football. Exactly. Like, all right, if you drop. You better not drop out on a fucking run when you're out there. When you're out there doing road work with the rest of the freaking unit. Exactly. No. <laughs> to be a leader, no. you damn well better act like one and be able to carry yourself like one. See, and that's an annoying thing about like the law enforcement world these days, right? There's a reason why they have the same ranks as military because the 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 design is is the same, especially based on uh, um, uh, based on seniority, based on control, based on you know who who's the authority figure. A lot of it is who you know. A lot of it is who you know. The higher levels, like majors and colonels and police forces, and like, correct. Okay, yeah, that that it turns into a lot of the same stuff that you see in the upper ranks in the army and every other branch of the service. Anything above captain. Yeah, which is like when I was in law, uh, when I was in um, um, uh, private security, right? We had a captain, and the captain was the captain of whatever post it was. Like when I was at Bethune Cookman, we had a captain of Bethune, Bethune Cookman. Now he reported to the major, which was at our main office, right off of Nova Road. But on campus, Cap Melrod was. The captain. He he was the name of the game. Even if one of the other folks came on, it was just like a ship. An admiral can come on to a ship and say, We're going over there, but the captain has the right to say, Fuck no, we're not. This is my motherfucking ship. You fuck off. <laughs> yeah, as of right now. Until we get back to the dock and <laughs> right. then the admiral goes. If we gotta go it's like Yeah, you ain't gonna be captain much longer, pal. (laughs) If we gotta go full court martial, that's fine, because when we get to that hearing and I tell them what you were trying to do with my goddamn ship, you're going dishonorable. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) we'll see how this works, because I've got the whole bridge crew backing me up talking about what a jackass you were. Because I'm their motherfucking captain. 
Well, and they're also and like the they've point. served with me for years. They know what I do, how I do things. You come in, and when's the last time you were CEO of anything? Who knows? It's like usually admirals aren't gonna well aren't gonna pull that kind of you know if you okay if you become the commodore like for example okay you're the one star well it's commodore is now rear admiral lower half commodore. but still you're the one star admiral who's in charge of a small task force. It's like one of those words. Usually that- you've got some experience commanding a ship. Right. And a and, decent sized ship. <laughs> and at least, you know, like in when you go to do like your, your officer training and stuff like that, you learn from the same book. Yeah. Right? Officer training learns how to command a ship. You're learning from the same motherfucking book. There's yeah. not a different book for every different class of ship. There's specific yeah, items. You, you, yeah, exactly. You learn the characteristics of that ship, like you learn the characteristics right. of an airliner. But the basic stuff that you and I know about every single plane we've ever flown, and how airplanes operate in the airspace system, what the FARs, <laughs> Drive, everything else. gas, go. <laughs> an airplane is an airplane. Correct. Now, granted, there are definitely lots of different things about all kinds of different airplane models, but the whole principle is still the same. Same story when you're commanding ships. You understand, all right, uh, the rudder does this, the propellers do this, <laughs> yeah. the guns do this. <laughs> yeah. If you're it's too like, close to missile, too close for missiles, you need to shoot you know, guns. Select guns. And, uh, if, and if you're on the ship and you hear the brrrr going yeah. off of the sea whiz, you know bad things are very bad close. Bad things are happening, yes. Vampires are very close. <laughs> as soon as you hear somebody yell out general quarters... Well, Some- yeah, that's usually, yeah, early in the battle. Yes. Like, oh, now we're going to battle stations. General quarters, okay, now you hear the Sam's fuck. taking off. Oh, okay, there's bad stuff happening. All of a sudden you hear the burr going off. The bad things are close. <laughs> yes, and you're sitting there leaning up, you know, smoking your cigarette going, fuck you guys. Let's Speaking go. Speaking of cigarettes, well, there's something that I wanted, another great linger longer. Remember the ad we always linger used to longer. play? Yes. Yes. Something that really came to mind recently is cigarette companies used to recruit doctors. Yes. To recommend their products. Like four out of five doctors recommend this brand of cancer sticks. Exactly. And now we look at those companies as evil, or we're conditioned as a society to look at those companies as evil. Right. You're profiting off of people being sick. This is a charcoal filter yes. on a cigarette. Correct. And this is advertising. <laughs> this one was uh, Rabio's favorite. We should call Rabio and have him join in and sing his part for it. <laughs> Assuming he's not working. Yes. Because his schedule is as weird as mine. I'm just like, all right, you happen to have a Saturday night off. Awesome. Awesome. Join, motherfucker. Join. Now, us being able to do this on a regular thing where it's, oh, it's always Saturday night or always Sunday morning. Pick one and stick with it. Helps. So, yeah. there we go, Tempo Cigarettes. Yeah, so folks, four out of five doctors recommend this particular brand of cancer sticks. Yes. Uh, now we have doctors pushing a very different kind of product. Uh, and if you question it, you're the bad guy. You're a bigot. Pretty sure that after the truth eventually comes out, that we're going to be looking at a certain product delivered through a needle the same way we look at cigarettes. 
So, you know, I love how we don't share notes on show no. prep. We, we really don't, folks. And we really I've got, maybe there's serious. like one thing that I've suggested to Ron two days ago. Yes. And we actually managed to write it down. Exactly. Now, what you've teed up was so perfect <laughs> for something that's Uh-oh. actually on the show notes. <laughs> that I'm just like, I was like, folks, like, I, I'm, it's like, yeah, it's, I'm just going there, and Ron's already got a whole bunch of stuff that we can work with. Damn, son. <laughs> so, one of our favorite uh, 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 guys on, uh, what is it, on, uh, on Instagram is the Savage Wordsmith. Uh, the guy's videos are absolutely awesome. I actually need to finally go get an Instagram account just so that every time Tom sends one of those, I actually, it's not saying, do you want to log in or sign up? Right. <laughs> like, is every, it's like, I'm not on Instagram. And he sends tons of stuff. I'm like, it, it's good stuff, bro. And like the user interface for me, it's a little clunky. Just, uh, <laughs> just make it so that it's like, like blank and chill and turn on all the security features just to say you have one. So you can log in and watch things like this. Hmm. Well, I mean, it'll uh, half the time it doesn't even come up. That's the wild part. I mean, I'm trying to watch the thing that he sent, and it won't do it because for whatever reason it doesn't come up that way. I said, "Oh yeah, so don't log in or sign up. Just click the X and, and then play it anyway." Oh well, that's good. All right. But every now and then something comes. He'll put something that won't I, that I can't see. Yeah. Like, All right. So the Savage Wordsmith, he, he's a very good. Apparently, everybody uh, to him are Muppet farts, which are <laughs> absolutely hilarious to me. You only work for that shit spackled Muppet fart. The <laughs> <laughs> afternoon, Muppet farts. All right, so hey, I'm just going to play it because reasons. The afternoon, Muppet farts. Now then, I've covered this subject before, but there's been a new development. NIH documents provide new evidence of the U.S. funded gain of Congress.gov. Is Congress lying? Is that misinformation? Because, you know, even ABC is reporting it. Now, for the record, I fucking told you so. Repeatedly. For three fucking years. And what did I get for my trouble? Oh, you're not a doctor. You're just a nurse. As if, you know, nurses don't know how to fucking read medical studies. That just makes you a conspiracy theorist. Well, you window-licking, smooth-brained half-wits, what do you have to say now? Take my apology in writing in the comments section. You know, as soon as your ego deals with the raging butthurt you're about to experience, you can ship me a bottle of Jameson's Irish whiskey, yes. which I will drink mixed half and half with your fucking tears because they're delicious. Suck it and hurry. The afternoon. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we were conspiracy theorists once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the conspiracy theorists are currently ahead uh, 37 to nothing right now. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> it's like the goddamn national championship for college football was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I don't even yeah. know how it, it, dude, seriously, that one was terrible, dude. That was. Yeah, and it's going to get know. Ohio State and Michigan fans looking going really. Yeah, if exactly. Not for a fucking field goal is going to be us. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, all right. Well, I mean, next time if you guys want to fix the game so that this one is actually interesting, then cool. All right, cool. Moving on. Muppet farts. 
Seriously, yeah. though. I, same. Yeah, it's okay. So China, through funding from Fauci's organization, was uh, conducting gain-of-function research on a virus. Folks, that's the political correct bullshit way of saying developing a bioweapon. Correct. That's a weapon of mass destruction. Developing those is against all sorts of international law, and it's a crime against humanity. And now, shit, that uh, congress.gov article was December of 2021. So More than a year ago. So listen. We've known this. Here, here's the, the textbook definition for you all. Gain of function research is a medical research is medical research that genetically alters an organism in a way that may enhance the biological functions of gene products. This may include an altered pathogenesis, transmissibility, or host range, i.e., the types of hosts that a microorganism can infect. So when they said it started in bats bats and jump to humans which is there was an intermediate step folks it happened in a lab that's not possible that's like saying that you know uh, a fungus that attacks i don't know acid Uh, like the cordyceps uh, the cordyceps fungus uh, the heart of the last of us yeah there you go affects ants right but somehow managed to make the leap to humans. Right. And that's the essential. By the way, I I do want to talk about the last of us later on. (laughs) Enjoy. You'll, you'll be filling me in. Oh, okay. So you, okay. (laughs) Nope. Never. All right. You don't even play. No, that's why you don't. That's even with all the game system you got, you don't have the ability to play it or. Well, I mean, I I guess I do. Cause I, a matter of fact, I think I just saw it when I was in the Xbox app earlier. Didn't you get rid of it's, it's, it's a P it's a PlayStation thing, but it's, uh, what is it? Stadia that you do or used to have Stadia. Okay. Story. It's a for another discussion as well. Story time. Yeah. uh, Can we, yeah, let's finish this one first. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But right now we're fucking down. Hold on. Let me, let me write this down. Hang on. Yeah. So Stadia. Yeah. So something that, so doesn't affect humans and then it mutates into affecting humans in virus very, bacteria very fungus, whatever short order yeah it makes the evolutionary leap or it mutates to the point where oh it doesn't affect humans to now it does affect humans it has been known to happen in natural causes but <laughs> The fact that they're researching this exact type of virus in a level four bio lab in the same town where the geographic traces of this outbreak started. And you expect me to believe that's a coincidence. Yeah, Agent Gibbs Rule 39, folks. There is no such thing as a coincidence. Conspiracy theories. No, I'm just somebody who looks at the evidence and connects the fucking dots because it's obvious. Right. Let's listen to one more of his. Semi uh, associated here. And Muppet farts. Muppet farts. Now then, for all of you smarmy window licking wokelings who are saying, "Oh, nobody's trying to get you to eat bugs," pay attention. Intomolk is a dairy alternative that we make from black soldier fly lather. We take the insects and we process it into a dairy alternative. It forms a rich and creamy liquid which looks and acts just like dairy. Entomorph is very rich in protein, fat, calcium, iron, and zinc, which is really good for you. And it's got a very creamy mouthfeel. Yeah. Yeah. So let's review. 
They take a bunch of bugs, stick them in a giant blender, add some water, hit puree, and turn it into this. It's brown, so you can drink it. I mean, does that... Oh. <laughs> oh, that was a close one. The vomit, it's coming. I don't fucking think so. Not if you put a pistol to my head. And this, this is what Darth Pudding Brain and the rest of his administration from Planet Bumblefuck have brought us to? <coughs> Pathetic. Suck it. Yeah, that's... Yeah. <laughs> Folks, have you ever seen the movie Snowpiercer? Um, yeah. Snowpiercer. It's starring, was it Chris Evans, Captain America? Of course it does. And uh, what's uh, Tilda Swinton. All right, and like it's okay. It's it it and Ed Harris. I forgot. Yeah, he's yeah he's nice. like the main guy. Nice. Totally like the guy it. running everything. Uh, yeah, it's basically okay. End of the nuclear winter is basically covered over the world, so we're covered in snow. Here we go. And the only people surviving are on a I think it's nuclear powered or whatever it is train that's literally just on a track circling the world like once or twice a year, nonstop. And, like, literally the folks at the back of the train are, like, the poor people in society. And the closer you get to the front, the higher you are on the food chain. Naturally. And since it's wintertime outside and this train never stops, what do you think people are eating? Bugs. They're eating these blocks of protein that are just doled out to them. These are all poor folks in the back of the train. Chris Evans starts in that neck of the woods. They're literally what you just saw. They're insects that have been collected by, like, scoops and shit along the freaking edges of the train, literally, and processed into food to serve people. And they don't realize it until they start going forward through the train in a little revolution, just how the fucking system really works. This movie's almost 10 years old, I think. It's like 2013, I think, when it came out. Snowpiercer. It says... It's a single-celled protein combined with synthetic acid, aminos, and what does he say? God damn it. Yeah, everything the growing body needs. It's a single-celled <laughs> protein combined like with like synthetic eggs. aminos, vitamins, and minerals. Everything the body needs. doesn't have everything the body needs. <laughs> it's like you're eating runny eggs. <laughs> like You know what it reminds me of? Tasty wheat. Do you ever have tasty wheat? Yeah. <laughs> no. And technically, well, you never did, did you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. It's like, okay, folks, like, wouldn't can... shock me to learn that the folks on the Nebuchadnezzar in the Matrix are eating bugs. Because right. that's the only source. Because you can't grow anything. The sky is, like, completely nuclear wintered over. And on top of that, you try to go up on the surface, the freaking machines are going to nail your ass. So there's no way you're growing anything. Well, they have the hydroponics bays and stuff like that. In, there's uh, no sunlight. At but they were growing things in Zion. Yeah, I mean hell, you had the ladies walking around with fucking bales of bread and shit. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched the uh, sequels. I guess they couldn't <laughs> bring it along with them on the ships. Yeah, the ships. Anyway, yeah, but anyways, so anyway. yeah, uh, folks. Like, oh, nobody's trying to get you to eat bugs, dude. They're all fucking lying, and that was the entire fucking point of me showing that. Yeah. The, They're marketing say, these products as made from insects. They're good for you. It's really absolutely um, amazing. I'm not amazing. Now, are there? Nobody's doing that. Oh yes, we are doing it, and it's a good thing we are. Are there cultures on this planet that have been eating yes. bugs for thousands of years? Absolutely. Yeah, Cambodia had to do it as a result of the Khmer Rouge because there was colossal famine. 
Correct. They realized if they didn't eat bugs, they would starve because their own government had fucked their agricultural system up so badly. By the way, that literally they couldn't grow enough food to support the people, even after they murdered a quarter of them. I know they don't teach history in schools anymore, kids. But read up on every civilization that has ever existed on the planet Earth and see what destroyed them. With the exception of the Mayans. Still don't know what the fuck happened to them. Um, But pretty much every one of them and every dynasty has a shelf life. Yeah. Okay. A couple generations away from going from the top is a bottom at about 250 years is the is the the kind of adjusted number right yeah it's an average yeah rome was over a thousand i think rome was about 1200 years but during its reign like during its height its peak where it was controlling pretty much yeah. all of yeah, europe the, the the plateau at the top is about 250, 250 years, years. exactly how old is this country by the way we were born in 1776 so just do the math motherfuckers 250 not far away folks in case you didn't uh Stop to think about that one. Now, granted, we were not at the top for the entire 250 years. No, but true. But <laughs> it's only the last hundred or so that we've been near the top. But in addition to that, we were the strongest world power at the time in yeah. 1776 because we defeated the largest world power at the time. We, defe- we defeated Britain with the help of France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the very- <laughs> Uh, let's let's at be the honest very here. We end. did not do it alone. <laughs> at the very end. Yorktown, motherfucker. Okay. Yeah, they finally came in at the end. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> More or less when we kind of had them all bottled up. France comes in. It's like, okay, here. Here's the big Navy we promised you. I swear to God, they were just like chilling around the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. Just like chilling over there. And they were sending like dinghies over to check on the status or some shit. Like, ooh, do we have a go fast? No, we don't have any motors. All right. <laughs> Jeff. Swim to shore. It's like 800 miles. (laughs) But anyway, I swear they were just sitting out there waiting for us to push them all the way to the coastline. And as soon as they made that last stand, they were like, two arms. (laughs) There we go. Ben Franklin. Hey, yeah, he's thrown enough parties with us. He's partied enough. I was like, yes. Now we're going to send the Navy. Carrier pigeon. Hang on. Two arms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we did defeat the largest actually the british empire we kicked them off of our land <laughs> and about 30 years later they came back torched the capital still failed it was yeah uh, they still failed but yeah 30 years later they came back and fought us again and we had to beat them again and then 100 years after that they came begging for our help when the germans came calling it's funny how that works isn't it hmm. to fight in France. Right. It's amazing. So the point of all that and <laughs> like folks is like and, and get this, who are the who are the British allies? Who are the uh, the mercenary troops that they hired? The Hessians? Where are they from? Germany! So I'm sitting here, I'm seeing the same characters repeating. It's like friends. You the same six people and they never interact with anybody else. Exactly. And it's amazing because they're in New York. Yeah, it's six people living in New York, and like they only ever hang out with their the, that that little group. It's it's always them. It's like everybody else is like occasionally we'll meet someone new, and they're gone in like three episodes. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so the same four characters keep repeating interactions every few decades. The funny thing is that you couldn't do that now because no one would believe it. 
in that kind of sitcom world because it's New York City. There's what, 20 million people or some shit? Yeah. Fucking you can't move without running into another motherfucker. In the early, in the mid 90s, it was still kind of the same. It was heavy. (laughs) Heavy. It but like, story. <laughs> but still, you know, the, the population has probably doubled easily. Oh, New York's always been big. Well, at least since the time Friends started in the early 90s, it was big. It got bigger under Giuliani because he actually gave a shit about controlling crime. <laughs> it's like a lot of people hated him for it. And they realized, oh, shit, you know, we can actually walk <laughs> through Times Square and it's somewhere we can actually bring our kids. Why are we going to this party in the Bronx? Yeah, why aren't we going to Harlem to hang out? Right. Oh, <laughs> why is Brooklyn suddenly the place where all the rich people want to live? <laughs> right. <laughs> Park Slope. I was like Bed Stuy, the place that gave us Biggie, is upscale. It got gentrified. It's now where all the rich hipsters want to live. I'm like mm-hmm. Bedford Stuyvesant. This used to be hell on earth. It used to be a literal war zone. Biggie grew up in that environment. And that's one of the reasons he made such great rap music. <laughs> it's like. I got to do something to get out of this. <laughs> Rest in peace, baby. Yeah. We love you, buddy. <laughs> like, folks, like that environment. Like, nope. Now it's where all the hipsters want to live. Yeah. And gentrified. I'm like, I had that conversation. That, that'd long- be like a fair park way over in East Dallas became like, like Las Colinas. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I doubt that will ever fucking happen because Texas is just big enough. That we're like, no, <laughs> that place is gone. We're just going to let it go. Well, it's like Southeast DC. They've been trying to rebuild Southeast DC for the longest time. But here's the problem, ladies and gentlemen, you want to talk about a social problem, a, a racial problem in our world. How about the city planners? Y'all blaming the police because the police have to go and show up when shit goes sideways. Mm-hmm. already right they're not just driving around the street except for homie that got shot 41 times in his fucking vestibule fuck dude those cops should roast but the point is, is that you know they're trying to fix these things but the police can't go in there and like rebuild communities no that's the the fuck boys and fuck girls that you all fucking vote for or are appointed by the fucks that mm-hmm. you voted for and they come in there and then they're going to redraw lines. Like in our area, I was talking about on the show probably a year or two ago at this point where they redrew the lines and they legitimately, legitimately said to make Woodbridge more white. They actually like, we want to make this more ethnically this way Correct. this is like the mayor of new orleans ray nagan saying new orleans will always remain a chocolate city and the dude was black himself the guy who couldn't bother to motivate the school buses to evacuate people when hurricane katrina is bearing down in a major city that's below sea level um that dude ended up going to jail oh, <laughs> at some point down there i think some I so. corruption or something happened i think the dude ended up in jail at some point later jesus christ but these are the but people yeah. that you have to hold accountable ladies and gentlemen you yeah. you need to stop going to the frontline workers thinking that that's that's who's yeah. doing it they don't you. get to make the decisions it's not doing They're the it. ones who have to enforce whatever decision has been made or they get fired 
Real quick, she sent a message and I missed it. I'm so sorry, but Mama Potter says, so great to be live with you guys from the start tonight. She was on when the <laughs> show went go. Very nice. Hi, Mama Potter. Um, So they, they gentrify those areas, right? But that that's the problem. So you push people, like the, this section is for the, the lower income folks. Like here's where all the Section 8 housing is or whatever. Well, white folks come in there and say, no, we want this area because it's got this and it's got this. And, ooh, we could put a basketball court over there or, you know, whatever. By the way, white people don't play basketball that well. So, yeah, stop. Unless they're from, <laughs> unless they're from the Balkans or from Italy. Right. <laughs> or if they're <laughs> they from, play it pretty well or Germany, like Dark Nowitzki. <laughs> totally or, from Germany. <laughs> or they learn from the brothers. Like the guys uh, uh, at that basketball game, I was telling you, we were just at. I mean, they're you know the, the the white folks hold their own because they're being taught by people that are naturally good at that kind or of people sport. who've been playing it since they were three years old and they right. can figure out how to bounce a ball. I was like, exactly, yeah, yeah. they've been playing it their whole lives. Let's talk about that for a second. Let's talk about how races are naturally better at certain types of activities. Let's just stay with sports in general. Excellent example. Uh, let's go with football. Mm-hmm. Football requires coordination in literally every aspect of your body. Your mind, your hand, hand-eye coordination, your running capabilities, your center of gravity management, Changing your, direction, etc. It's like agility. It's oh yeah, you run like a motherfucker in a straight line. Can you break your ankles? Exactly. You know, uh, uh, can you fake that defender out of his pads and get around the cornerback who's trying to knock your ass out of bounds? Can nope. you get? I, can, I, yeah, I duck in bounds. He goes out. I go in. I go to the end zone. Hey receiver, can you get that guy to mentally? Can you get that guy to shift his hips? So like in let's let's do one on one real quick, ladies and gentlemen. In football, let's say you are a wide receiver. That means you are one of the guys that are standing on the far side, either left side, yeah, strong side, or line. You're or running downfield trying to catch the ball. That's right. your objective. They have what's called an option play, which means they have the option to do one of two or one of two, uh, three, maybe even one of four things, depending on what the person who's defending them does or what they can make them do. So if you're running down the 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 you know sideline or whatever and you do this like little turn what you're trying to do is continue to go straight but your little turn all you're trying to do is what's called turn the hips. If you can make the rece- the the defender turn their hips and commit to going in another direction and then you just keep going then you're wide open. You've either yep. got a step or two steps or 15 yards on the You've defender. you the separation you need so he can't tackle your ass. And then as long as you got a quarterback that can put that dime right on top of your head, that's six, baby. Do your thing. Okay? The only difference at that point is how did the ball sail? How did it come out yeah. of the quarterback? Is your quarterback somebody who can hit you in stride? So that you can keep that separation you had. Yeah, or whatever. You don't have to stop, turn around, look back for the ball. No, I can just look over my shoulder while I'm running, and boom, there it is. So whenever you see somebody juke somebody, all they're doing is trying to mentally and physically hold their body and do an action that makes the defender commit. As soon as they see the defender commit, 
they can do whatever they want to do to get away from that commit. And that's how you end up with good players. Quarterbacks, running backs, linemen. Guys who can basically good salesmen. Right, exactly. Effectively, they're good salesmen. You, you, you say, hey, I want you to buy this thing I'm selling you. Mm-hmm. By the way, the car doesn't have an engine in it. <laughs> but you're buying this car right. and you're paying top dollar for it. Exactly. It's like, guess what? I'm going to the sidelines. No, fuck that. I'm going to the numbers. <laughs> right. And uh, your your ankles are now in pieces. Yeah. Now you're off balance. There. You're a step behind. He's yeah. The guy you're trying to cover has now got you. From a and natural, as long as this quarterback is on target, from that's a touchdown. From a natural standpoint, black folks are better at that than any other race. Which is why you see so much of the league black composed of those guys. Yeah, composed of those guys. Right. I think it's like two-thirds, if not three-quarters. Yeah. Why are white folks more often quarterbacks? I think all except for, what, four teams in the NFL, the starting quarterback, is white. And the reason is, is because white folks are naturally more analytical. They're not as much driven in that, that raw talent thing where they go back and they see X's and O's and Pythagorean theorems and, you know, a hundred fucking lines of, yeah, of you, pie. You start you looking know? at, okay, <laughs> what's unfolding? And you look at, okay, what? is this going to develop into you recognize patterns you say oh, okay i've seen this formation on the defense before i know from watching the game tapes or reading the analytics nowadays that okay if i see this they're going to do this so they're trying to sell me on something i have to recognize what they're selling me as a lemon don't buy that and do my own thing and when they do get in trouble because either the defense is good the offense missed a step something got covered that shouldn't have been covered or whatever, whatever the solution is or whatever the problem is, the quarterback's fucked Yeah, because they are the slowest players on the field of football. Unless they're a quarterback like Lamar Jackson or Michael Vick or Johnny foot, like Johnny Manziel, who's, Oh, it's not so much my ability to throw the ball. That's my biggest asset. It's my ability to, Oh, now I can break ankles, right? Mahomes yeah. or oh, um, now I can yeah, Mahomes is pretty good at I think that. You already too. said Lamar, right? You already said Lamar. Yeah, Lamar Jackson. So, oh yeah, that's his yeah, it's dude. he's not running. He's he's not throwing great, but he's throwing okay. But his best strength is his ability to run when the play gets flushed. But he can still throw, and that's the big yeah. thing. He's a he's a threat on three ends. He's extremely smart. He's extremely uh physically gifted, and he can put a dot. One wherever he needs to dot, he can dot it. You know, as long as your offensive line protects your ass, then you're yes. good to go. However, and a lot of times when he gets flushed, it's because the line didn't. Exactly. But he's able to run quickly enough and with Make enough agility point. that he can get around that problem and turn it into a first down. Exactly. You know, uh, Mahomes set what the 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 record, didn't he? Five hundred eighty-four yards or some sh- crazy for, ass shit. For bad rushing this year. And uh, uh, it was like one game or something like that. Um, <sighs> single, what, single players total yardage from passing and rushing? Something like that. I know some. I know Big Ben did like over 500 yards a couple of times, too. There's, there have been a few quarterbacks who actually cracked 500 just passing. What the fuck? I know, yeah, this thing with Roethlisberger, especially in his later years, he never ran. 
toothless I mean, burger. All of yeah, yeah, all of his yardage was with his arm, which is one of the things that Pittsburgh with the Steelers had such a tr- had such problems with because every time they build an offense, it's like, oh, fuck the running game. Yeah, Mahomes, <laughs> it's like we're throwing forty something pass attempts every single game because Big Ben runs the show. Mahomes sets the all time NFL single season record for um for the whole the the, the yardage record total offensive yardage five thousand six hundred and fourteen yards. Five thousand all-purpose yards. Yes, five thousand two hundred and fifty of them were from passing. Yeah, so he did some rushing, but yeah, yeah. three hundred fifty-eight rushing and six yards receiving. Yeah, so it was like one pass. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. fun. It's like, oh yeah, somebody runs a Philly special. <laughs> yeah, so he it bro, Damn. <laughs> Just fucking bro. Damn. That's having a line that can protect you and having receivers who can catch anything and run like a motherfucker. And he's not throwing check downs and letting the receiver run no. it. No. no. He's throwing it 30, 40 yards in the air. Correct. And then the receiver catches it. It's like you get a lot of these quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, I'll run a check down and let the receiver go run for 30 more yards. It's like I've thrown for 10 yards. The receiver runs for 30, but I get 40 yards of passing. Oh, you mean Tom Brady? Oh, okay, cool. In his later years, especially. <laughs> but Tom Brady from the get-go. He can, he can still sky it. <clears throat> but could not run out of a paper bag. No. As in, like, okay, you managed to beat his line. He's smoked. Fucked. And as so as, smoked. <laughs> and when he was in New England, Belichick knew that. And the whole organization knew that. So they always spent the fuck out of him. big money on that offensive line. And big and money what, on their backs. To, yeah. to pick up, you know, any of those blitzes, right? They did a great yep. job with it. You need your backfield to be solid, too. Exactly. So Not necessarily for the running ability, but for their ability to back up the line. He goes to Tampa, who doesn't have that mindset and have not had that mindset for 20 years. Right? Yeah, I say, yeah, their biggest thing, uh, the season they won the Super Bowl, their biggest thing was their pass rush. Exactly. I Yeah, I remember watching, uh, I was in St. Louis, it was like October, mid-season game. They were playing against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the and the uh, and the the Packers, and they shut the Packers down. They just blitzed the ever loving shit out of Rodgers, and he was running for his life for sixty straight minutes. And I'm like, and this is a preview of the NFC Championship game. I remember watching. I'm sitting at B Dubs. We just finished all our sim stuff, and I'm sitting there at B Dubs with my sim partner and our instructor. And we're all you know, I'm watching this game like this is a preview of the NFC Championship, and it fucking was. And it was. <laughs> fucking was. I was like, and the same thing happened. They blitzed the shit out of Rodgers and shut him down. And their yeah, their pass the, rush was their biggest asset that year. So that's the thing. Those great quarterbacks. I mean, if you if you don't call Brady the goat, you're wrong. I've never been a Patriots fan. I hate Brady just like the rest of you. Gotta respect the achievement. <laughs> but you gotta respect it. I mean, you seven have Super to. Bowl rings is, with two different teams does not happen by accident. Like, oh, nope. he's a system quarterback. He goes to a new team, new coach, first season wins another ring. In his forties, right? Oldest Folks, man. That, it's a, a system quarterback. By Bill like Belichick. No, it wasn't three years. Look what I the Patriots have done years. since he left. Yeah. So, <laughs> it happens, right? Yeah, oh, he's a system quarterback. But, no, I mean, he's also a goddamn good player. Uh, he knows okay? what, and he was also smart enough to tell his agent, seriously, 
don't demand a zillion dollars for my contract from the team. Because with a salary cap, if they spend all their money on me, they don't have any kind of money left over to pay all the other ballers that we're going to need on both sides of the ball to win Super Bowls. I'm just one guy. I throw the ball. I run it when I can. I call the place. Great. i got to have somebody to catch the ball. I've got to have guys protecting me. I've got to make sure the defense doesn't let every one of these touchdowns get answered. I pick things up. I put them down. (laughs) (laughs) That was the thing that Drew Brees and the Saints had problems with for so long because their offense was amazing. Their defense couldn't stop a thing. Correct. So Brees would throw five touchdowns, and they'd still lose, and he never put a foot wrong. Mama says – No interceptions, no fumbles, nothing. But they they score 35-plus points and still lose. Mama P uh, points out, don't forget about uh, Archie Manning, Daddy Manning. Before my time. He could scramble like a boss. What he did not at all pass down to his two sons there. <laughs> okay. Peyton's like, I'm going to throw this son bitch as far as I can throw it. But like, he could Marvin not... Harrison, get open. <laughs> they had that one play uh, when he was at uh, when he was in Denver where he faked out the entire stadium, <laughs> including the camera operators. <laughs> when he kept the ball, he went to do a handoff. I mean, it was like, you know, fourth yeah, and... You'll fake handoff, you'll play action. Fourth and one, you know, fourth and goal on the one or whatever. And... The entire football, both football teams went this way, and there's Manning. There's Peyton running his head. Peyton <laughs> running the other direction to the other pylon. Well, so going. And everyone, including the their own team, was like, where, where'd he go? How, how? Where'd who go? Yeah. <laughs> Manning, Peyton Manning's a tall dude. He's like 6'5". And Most he is a lumbering are. doofus. Yeah, he, was, he was an old dude. He did not run very much. But he could throw like it was nobody's business. His little brother, exactly the same. Lumbering doofus. But can throw like, like a freaking boss. Fucking boss. I mean, that <laughs> it, we all always continue to talk about the helmet catch, right? But I remember watching that game live. I was at a bar in oh, uh, I got in, it. in, uh, in Northern Virginia, right? And we we're sitting there just watching and watching. That would have been and, right before you moved back down. Yep. And that I was, was just sitting there 08, yeah. watching January. You know, this thing. And then we saw the helmet catch, and like all of us at the bar. We're standing in front of this big projo, you know, a big uh, projection screen TV. And, like, we're all walking up to it as they're doing the the replays and, like, standing there with our drinks in hand, right? Pointing at the screen going, no, 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 it's right there. He touched. I see it. Look, it's right there. They got to super zoom that. No, seriously. And I was like, he caught it. Caught it. It's like, that's when we're like, add that to the all-time Super Bowl highlight reels, folks. Yep. Wow, that that's I remember, uh, that was like we were sitting there. That game was weird. It was like three quarters of nothing happens, and in the fourth quarter, it jumped off. It just popped off. It was nuts. <laughs> we're sitting there going, "Whoever scores last wins this sucker." <laughs> I remember what I did. I, I actually did a. Um, there was a DJ at that uh, at that place. A DJ and a band, and the band was who I was working with. I made the flyer. For that thing was got they a had to place play called a gig during the Super Bowl. It was during the uh, um, um, it was a place called Water's Edge in okay. Northern Virginia. It was I loved that place. Gone now, apparently. Um, and I made the the flyer for it and stuff like that. We had one of the bands that I worked with there, and they were you know they were jamming, and then they'd stop, and then 
every once in a while they would stop dead stop in like the middle of a song because some shit happened and no one could hear them over the screaming holy crap i mean think it was the giants right i mean it's a live band it was like they're not gonna play quietly no drummer is gonna be playing quietly they were not quiet nope they were not no no synth kit too it was you know it was all for real and they would just like you know like the giants would do something and everybody would pop off and the band was like there's like it's like in rehearsal when you're like nope fuck it fuck it stop wave off yeah (laughs) you never ever do that when you're playing live (laughs) (laughs) this is the hold fist hold (laughs) and when um uh, 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 when it got down to that part, the band just stopped. The DJ didn't yeah. play. The like, band nope, didn't stop. I want to see the end of this game. We all stood and just watched. <laughs> and then the band went and played like one song, I think, after it was done, you know, almost like an old Lang Syne type of thing. Okay, you know, the ball dropped. You know, one song, everybody go home, stop being drunk now. Doesn't work, but okay. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a crazy night. I remember that night. I remember that night very well, actually. I remember sitting out, drinking a drink, having a cigarette on, they had this really nice uh, um, outside patio thing, and it was right on the docks, like where all the people parked their boats in the slips. And I remember remember sitting out there, and I had no idea who this chick was. No clue. And apparently, it turns out that she lived like, like, like 300 yards from my house right we're just sitting there ch- talking and chatting we're hanging out and my buddy in the band comes up and he goes oh hell he's found himself a girl and they knew each other yeah and he goes he didn't find me i found him and then like laid in on me and i'm like awesome right and as he walks away he turns around and looks at me and goes you don't gives me the, gives me the cut signal you know like just no, I was telling you we're dead. I was agreeing with you. <laughs> um, so I'm just looking at him going, oh, sure enough, she was crazy. Like, crazy. Not the fun kind, but no. no. It may be fun at first, and you're like, no, now, I'm, I'm not, now she's palming a blade. <laughs> it was, I was like, nope, 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 nope. Went to one other bar with her. Uh, her and a buddy of mine and his girl at the time. And we were all there and just hanging out. And then she got drunk, like hammered drunk. And she wasn't lovey-dovey anymore like she was being drunk at the other bar during the Super Like Bowl. fun drunk. She she took it a step too far. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if she had like a fifth of tequila on her own or what. But, I mean, she was blotto. And she was no longer fun. To the point where mm-hmm. I had a half of a 7-7. Seven, seven. Half of a seven and seven, I put it down on the table and I left. Ooh. I was like, "This is now cobalt time." Mm. Peace. Later, uh, Ron's gonna rod Roddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need to dig uh, out those. We need to. We need to dig out those, those those audio clips. Yes. No. Well, uh, that, that, the fun part was all of those were from the very first time <laughs> I sat in on the show. Yes. So all of my reactions are just like, what the fuck have I sat in on here? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did I walk into? <laughs> Welcome 
<laughs> to the planet of the apes. <laughs> and the amazing part is, like, as as like completely like, holy fuck, what what have I got myself into? And you're you're Ooh. you fifteen years ago. <laughs> you're Ooh. on the radio. We're dumping out every like fucking five minutes on yep. the damn delay system. I'm like, because I I've done a, nothing but a music show. It was like maybe five minutes of the whole hour were me talking. Yeah. Same here. Early? Yeah. One thirty done for. Oh no, wait. That's I'm an early. Hour and fifteen minutes, dude. Where's I'm we? sorry. I'm sorry. I, I was. What going you talking by, about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? I was going by the uh, the the live time, which is almost at one thirty. But I always forget about the ten minute. Nope. Start. I always look at the clock. It was like I just look at the oh. bottom right corner of the screen and the Windows clock. See, now we used to have the clock, right? The the programming clock, which is similar on the program here. It's like a you know broadcast. This is how long you've been on, kind of a thing. I was basing it off that, not smartness. Always add like, 10 minutes. Like we started exactly to the minute at 8 Eastern. Yes. I'm like, okay, so anyways. All right. So I was first time I sat in on the show, and I'm just like coming from a music show where I hardly talked to a talk show we occasionally would play music. And Every it was the fun kind of talk show, but I'm like, Ron had zero filter. I, I mean zero filter, ladies and gentlemen. You think the jokes we tell on this show are fucked up? <laughs> Um. Uh, wow. <laughs> like Ron, that's going to be used as evidence one day. <laughs> that's going to be played at the hearing. <laughs> if I ever wanted to want wanted to run for president, Ooh. I would not be getting the nomination. <laughs> <laughs> that right there, I'm like, no, I wouldn't be the one letting the world know. Like somebody would unearth it somewhere. Exactly. They'd go back down to to Riddle and go, where do y'all have some of your old tapes? The wild part was I couldn't even find all of our recordings. There were actually a couple of shows that I remember doing that I really had fun doing, and we could not find those recordings when I went to download them all yeah. onto the flash drive. Yeah. And it's like, mm. Sucks. Yeah, it's like my fun story about, you know, coming back from the West Coast. <laughs> like, <laughs> nope, couldn't find that Couldn't find that episode. <laughs> I do have two, two tapes that I know came from Riddle. Um, but they weren't the digital recordings that we were able to do that you would be able to, these are, um, the high eight tapes. Oh, the, okay. The MD I, don't, tapes. I don't know if we were even running those when I was there I or think, when I was on the show. But yeah. I think these MD tapes are from when high eight or dat. Cause I remember we had a dat recorder. Uh, I think they're just, they're, uh, mini disc. MD oh tapes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember we had, yeah, with the mini disc, we had a CD recorder and then we had a dat. Yeah. Okay, I don't dat know dat. if we ever actually used the dat deck. I think I got trained on how to use it, and then yeah. literally after my air check with Bush, I never once touched it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, nope. Pretty sure I signed off. The only off. time I was ever on that end of the console was when I was talking on that mic. Yeah. Or I was using that board to run my iPod through everything when I did, you know, <laughs> when I would do most of my shows. Oh, you mean the larger version of this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that rack, with more channels. The rack mounted version of that that was, was sixteen that with like eight channels. Yeah, yeah 16, it was that with eight channels. Sixteen. Yep. Was it, did it have a full sixteen? Yeah. Uh okay. it was uh eight um um what's called eight XLR, you know, quarter inch. Uh not Neutric because Behringer no. took forever to get to the Neutric world. And then a bunch of stereo channels, and each one of those are considered yeah. one fifty. Okay, 16, so yeah, each one know. is two, so yeah. Right. So, but yeah, but yeah, it's that. It's like okay, so I'd have the I'd have the iPod running into that, and then I'd be on that mic for most of the episodes of the show we did. 
And that was it. The yep. whole stack above that with all the recording gear, never once used it. <laughs> no. I used the MD ones just because uh, that's what I used when it was WERU, you know, in okay. the previous room. That's what we used. And I think that may be what those are from. They're either from that or they're from early The Rock shows. And I've okay. only got one digital The Rock show right now. That I so know we're of. talking freshman year stuff. So, yeah. Exactly. So, last thing. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure Rob was recording everything we did digitally. Yeah, It was all exactly. in that one file. Yeah. That one file folder. So, on yeah. Audacity. Yep. Yep. So, before we leave, I wanted to talk about one more thing that I have learned in very short time recently. So, you know how people like uh, Morgan Freeman... Um, my brain just went poof probably because I'm feeling the buzz from that thing now um uh just let's just talk about Morgan Freeman for right now Mm -hmm. Morgan Freeman's the voice right yeah you know when he talks like this you know I can listen to that man read the phone book oh all day let's be honest folks like that man could narrate everything if if I needed somebody to narrate my life like to do my my uh my biography or whatever I would pay large sums of money for Morgan Freeman to tell the story. For me, it would be Samuel L. Jackson because I require copious uses of the word motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I was just saying, folks, I'm going to have a narrator. (laughs) I might actually be able to swing getting Morgan Freeman to do mine because we were in a movie together. Very true. I was like, hey. <laughs> hey, you remember Deep Impact? <laughs> we were, we was... You and I were never in the same scene at all? No. <laughs> but we knew. You were at least in the same town. You were at in one the point. same movie. You were in the same town. Yeah. You were in the same town at some point <laughs> during the filming of this. <clears throat> um, so I was reading about how to extend your range, your, like your singing range. Like I can hit notes or whatever. Uh, and it's relatively accurate, you know, as long as I'm trying. Uh, but my range is shit storm. I am a tenor bass. I can't reach alto. Like I can reach like low alto type of, you know, range, but it's, it's finicky and then it stops and it's terrible, which sucks because most male singers, you know, most of the professional male singers are, are alto range at least. Yeah. Alto to even, you know, like a, a higher up and then the alto, like almost. That's, that's why if it, it's folks, if you're starting a cover band, classic rock cover band, it's so much easier to play all those songs and find a singer who can hit them. If you hire a female singer, right? Trying to find a dude who can hit those notes. He's probably going to be a pain in the ass to work with. Correct. And his voice will have a, uh, a, a finish date on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There'll be an expiration date on that, that project. Exactly. So I was learning how to, uh, extend range. Well, one of the things that does the extended range that I learned just the other day is not just how close you are to your microphone. Because I, this is a uh, a condenser microphone, so the proximity effect, like how close you are to it, really yes, doesn't change. This is how deep your voice can get. Yeah, and it's really not that different. It doesn't matter how close I get or how far away I get. It's pretty much the same. There's no more body. There's no less body. But if I put more body into my voice, I can make my voice yes. very large. This is Glenn Hollis. This is Glenn Hollis. 
You're listening to After Hours on 97.1 Wash FM. Music to, uh, you know, fuck by. <laughs> like, and he, folks, we were talking about what the show used to be like 15 longer. years ago when I joined in. Yes. And that. I'm, I'm making you fun of. You would just of... randomly say fuck. And we were on broadcast yes. radio, folks. FCC says, uh-uh. So we had a delay system built into the studio. It was on an eight-second delay. And it was a big red button on the side of the console. You had eight seconds to hit that after you said fuck to make sure that it did not go out on the air. And there was one time we did the show in four hours. We had to do that 29 times. Yes. 29 times eight. How much of the show was – and it literally just went to silence. Yep. Over the broadcast. All of a sudden, you hear, it's like, we were talking, and all of a sudden, it just cut out for like eight straight seconds, nothing but silence on the frequency. 29 times times eight seconds per time is 232 seconds. Divided by, wait, what? That's almost four whole minutes of the show was nothing but silence Three outside the studio, not listening on the internet, heard. 3.8 minutes, almost four minutes total. If you're driving in your car, listening to the show, that's what you heard. Yeah. And it's like some because of the other of delay. Yeah, because of my <laughs> fat fucking ass. Because Ron decided to have, again, folks, zero filter. Yeah, like a, a, a zero filter of kind of a legally bad way. Of a, of a, of a disturbing nature. And it's like, <laughs> and that's, I've said this many times in the last 15 years. It's like, as Ron grew up, I go, who are you and what have you done with my friend Ron? Because <laughs> the guy I met and the guy Ron is today, the responsible grown-up. <laughs> Let's just say I made a lot of references to Miley Cyrus. Yeah. And it's the kind of thing like and this is Miley Cyrus when she was still a teenager. <laughs> yeah. It's like Yeah. Uh, and then Robbio would walk in, Ron would say something, and there's Robbio. <laughs> <laughs> Rob was usually running the board, so right. he's, he's in the driver's seat for most of this. And so I'm he's sitting the one by... lunging for the red button. Dude, and I'm when saying... Ron says when Ron's mouth decides to let something out. And he would always oh it, my favorite one I think for Robbio was when I actually dig did the dig on Robbio. And I think I have it recorded somewhere, I'll have to find it. But I was sitting there, and Rob was, like, reading me the riot act about something I did or something something that was going on. He was doing his, you know, Robbio bounce on the chair thing, you know, when he got all pissed off. He gets all animated. He gets all yes. animated, and, and there's no camera, right? You know, it sucks. I wish we had a, a better camera than that webcam. Um, I say that funny because our shows are run by the same webcam, and they look really goddamn good. But anyway. Well, Logitech is gotten much better in the last 15 years and that was a Logitech. <laughs> i still had that logitech from that show or from that radio station until recently like in the last yeah, year like or so the, like the sphere on the, the end of the sphere stick, and it exactly. was trainable yeah yeah, was, yeah we could, yeah, we had the, we can go into the thing it was okay and we can train it around it's like oh yeah we want to focus on this console or hey we got a cool guest or whatever who came in there on the couch and the other side of the consoles you can see yeah. who the hell they are what was i saying rob's getting all oh, animated yes. and reading the riot act bouncing the riot and then he's looking at me, and our buddy Rob has a has a lazy eye. Okay, so Rob's looking at me, and I could see both eyes, right? And finally, like right in mid sentence, while he was talking, I was like, "Rob, which eye am I fucking supposed to be looking at?" 
Actually, I don't think I said fucking so that it wouldn't get dumped. I think I actually you said. You wanted to leave it so right, Rob? Rob, you're, which you're, you're, eye am I supposed to be looking to dump at? That out or not. I was like, Rob is either looking at me or the soda machine across the room. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, Holy crap! <laughs> And Robbie is just looking at me like, "Hey, jack off, douchebag, ass app." <laughs> <laughs> Rob, and this is before you bought your first. Yeah, you bought the Sig. So we, yeah. like, I was we unarmed. never took Rob to the range. He wasn't there that day. No, he wasn't. Oh, no, for the study day shootout. Yeah, yeah, the study day shootout when I had the freaking SKS decided to go psycho on me. Yeah, you're like, and that one's done for. The Thank day. God <laughs> I practice good muzzle discipline. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like folks, you want to know why you practice good muzzle discipline? Because sometimes the gun will go off when you don't want it to. Yeah, don't say that too loud because people will say I didn't want it to go off, but I shot this person in the face nine I, times. I mean, folks, I'm not Alec Baldwin. <laughs> folks, it's like no, 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 no. I practice no. like I don't point my gun at people. Unless I intend to shoot them, and I've never had the intention of shooting anybody, so I don't point my gun at people. Exactly. Let unloaded. Wow, we got to nothing on the list. Oh, we did. We got to one thing on the one list. One thing. One thing. <laughs> we actually got to a thing on the list this week. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we go riffing for an hour and a half. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, no, we, we made it to, to, to one thing. <laughs> it's progress! <laughs> <coughs> so the show notes for the shitlord portion, which is coming up in just a few minutes, is now seven items long that we probably that also won't get to. Holy shit, alright, if you are not a shitlord... Meaning you are a stoop kid, or you are a lav attendant, a bathroom attendant, lav, lavatory. Then you need to go to theporchfactor.com slash be a shitlord. Join in so that you can hear the other half of this show that is to be upcoming. We are going to switch over to that. That only can sh- only the shitlords can hear because it's in the shitlords clubhouse. Do you get what I'm saying? So go to shitlord. You know, go to porchfactor.com slash be a shitlord. Ron's going to try to sober up a little bit because Jesus Christ. I think I'm going to go finally crack open something to drink. So we're going to go the other direction. All right. So I don't have to work tomorrow. So why am yay, I not drinking? Right? <laughs> I don't have to drink anymore. Why am I drinking water? Yeah, no, there's no eight hours right now, so you can no. go ahead and, and pound them. I've got vodka, I've That's got tonic, said. and it's like, fuck it, uh, let's make it happen. I don't even got how many limes, though. Ah, screw it. Yeah, <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> uh, fuck it, we'll do it lime. Ah, ooh, oh, ooh. Aha! Yeah! <laughs> that for a while. <laughs> yeah, it didn't linger longer. <laughs> linger longer. All right, so thank y'all for joining today. Don't forget, if you are listening to this on the radio version, uh, on just podcasting, we love you to death. But you should definitely come to theporchfactor.com on uh, Saturdays, usually, at 8 p.m. Occasionally Sunday mornings. We'll try to keep you updated on Facebook. Uh, yes. Let you know what we're doing. We will let you know in the socials. Uh, so you can join us on whenever we are live. You can look at our ugly ass faces. <laughs> and Ron's... Faces for radio, folks. Yes. Guaranteed. 
Ron's slurring ass words right now. All right, we will be back shortly for the shitlords. We love you. Bye bye. Adios.